my recommendation is to sit down with a licensed financial professional who can work through what coverage you have in place, what your needs are on a careful basis, and make sure that you work with that person to secure the coverage you need for your dependents. And I suggest you take advantage of their training, skill, and experience to assist you. Welcome to the Financial Verse Podcast. I'm your host, Harry Stout. This podcast is dedicated to improving your financial wellness. Our focus is to educate and inform about all aspects of money. We seek to reduce the financial anxiety, stress, and drama you face daily dealing with money. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the Financial Verse Podcast. I'm your host, Harry Stout. Do you own life insurance? Do you have it at work? Do you have an individual policy? Do you have enough coverage? Have you really thought about it? Did you buy life insurance when your, when your kids were first born or years ago and you haven't updated that coverage amount? Well, in this episode, we'll discuss some of the considerations you need to go through in determining whether or not you have enough coverage. It's an important issue. And as life changes, sometimes you need to go back and take a look at some of the purchases you've made of financial products to make sure they're still relevant and appropriate for your needs and your risks. So let's begin. So how much life insurance coverage is enough? So I went back and took a look at the year 2020. I used the American Council of Life Insurers 2020 Life Insurance Factbook. And what I found out was the average policy that consumers bought in 2020 was for $183,780. And I think that in this uncertain world that we live, we got so many crazy things going on. I just wonder whether or not that's enough. And in 2020, 10 million people bought life insurance in the United States. And what I would suggest to you, my listeners, is that consumers really needed more coverage than they purchased to meet their financial needs. Now, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm just trying to make sure you're properly covered. And I think when the rubber hits the road, the likely issue is that there's a balance between the coverage that you need and what you can afford to pay on an ongoing basis. So let's delve into this a little bit. And my objective today is to make sure you think about, are you properly covered? Have you covered all of your needs? And I'm going to try to highlight what some of those needs are, and you can assess whether or not you have enough protection. So the $64,000 question for those older people in the audience, the protection question is this, how much protection do you need? Now, I think there are several ways to answer this question. And as you do your research, you'll go online, you'll see calculators, you'll be, you'll be given rules of thumb 12 times your income, for example, to help you determine how much coverage should be purchased. I believe at some point early on in your life, you should do a deep dive and really look at what your coverage needs are. I think you need to spend, really do a careful assessment rather than using one of these rules of thumb. And let me give you some idea of the things that you need to consider, some of the financial risks, some of the exposures, some of the impacts on your family that you need to make sure you cover. First off, you got to make sure you have enough coverage to bury you, the cost of a full burial or cremation. 
Secondly, you need to have enough money for final expenses. Now, final expenses are any remaining medical bills that would be deductibles, coinsurance, they have to get paid. So uh, covering those final expenses is important. Another consideration is, do you have enough life insurance that would provide living cost income replacement for your dependents? And, and what that means is, if you can no, you're no longer there, where do they get the cash to pay their living expenses and maintain the standard of living that they have? Now, when you buy insurance, maybe you buy enough so that your kids and your, your family can stay in the house for five years. Maybe you want them to be able to stay there longer. That'll require more coverage. So you really have to think about how much income replacement coverage you're going to provide to them and for what period of time, because maybe your kids are in a situation where you don't want to pull them out of schools, you don't want to see them move, you don't want to see a significant change in their lives. So that's really important. Another consideration in terms of how much protection you, you, you are looking to purchase would be what share of your expected future income is your partner or your spouse or your partner counting on for their retirement? So you're making a contribution to the retirement pile, pot, if you will. And if you're not there, where do they get that money? How are they going to retire? So it's, it's significant. Another consideration would be having enough coverage to pay all of your outstanding debts. That would be your mortgage, your car, any co-signed student loans that you have, any installment obligations. So having enough life insurance coverage to pay all your debts is another thing to, 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 that you need to look at. Another would be, do you have enough life insurance coverage to pay for the college costs of your kids or your contribution to their costs? Now, many people say, look, uh, Harry, all I want to do is provide my children with 10000 a year towards their college. The rest is going to be on them. I want them to have skin in the game. I totally understand that. And that's a great decision for you, for that household. You just need to make sure that there's money there. So if you haven't saved that money, life insurance could provide that cash to fund those needs later on. Now, another consideration that, that's out there that I think is real important, and this applies to a larger and larger percentage of families, do you have enough life insurance coverage that the, the cash benefit from that policy, should you pass away early, is sufficient to provide for the special needs you might have in your home? Do you have a child with a physical disability or a cognitive impairment? Or are you taking care of an elderly parent? An elderly family member is, how's that care going to be? Someone's going to have to be paid to provide that care if you're not there. How are you going to do that? Other special situations could be more practical. Maybe you've got a large business loan that you've taken out. You've got business debts that you're on the hook for, and you need to pay for those. Also, could be you're, you're involved in a business as a partner with someone else, and uh, if if they die or you die, you want that, that family's going to want to sell the business and get value from that business. You could use life insurance to buy them out so that they're properly taken care of. On a more philanthropic note, many people decide that they want to have life insurance coverage. So when they die, they can provide cash to a church, charitable organization, or cause that they believe wholeheartedly in. When you take a look at how this question of how much protection you need, in the financial media, you'll see recommendations that you need eight to 12 times your annual gross income in life insurance. You know, and these rules of thumb, they're all a shortcut method to determine the coverage needed based on the results of providing a very rough protection 
calculation to a variety of different family situations. And what I recommend is realistically, you got to sit down and hopefully sit down with a financial professional and take the time to look at your specific situation and see firsthand what your needs are. I think you might get surprised actually. And in this situation, you don't want to shortchange yourself for this very important decision. So to summarize, after completing this protection assessment, you may come to the realization that the cost of the amount of insurance coverage that you need, life insurance coverage you need, exceeds your ability to pay for it. Now, this is not uncommon, and I think it's very important for you to know. But what my advice would be to you is to purchase as much coverage as you can cost-effectively obtain and make sure you keep that coverage in place. Whatever coverage you buy, be prepared to make sure you can pay for it annually and keep it in force or in place. A lot of people, what they'll do is they'll go through the effort of determining how much protection they need, and then they won't pay the premium on the policy after a year if budget budget circumstances get tight. So please do not do that. It it really will cost you a lot in terms of uh, your family. And the other thing is, if you stop payment and the policy lapses, it's it's what's called in the industry lapsing you may not be able to re-qualify for the life insurance that you have because your health may have changed. So please, please, if you haven't, my recommendation is to sit down with a licensed financial professional who can work through what coverage you have in place, what your needs are on a careful basis, and make sure that you work with that person to secure the coverage you need for your dependents. And I suggest you take advantage of their training, skill, and experience to assist you. So that's it for today. Please get the life insurance coverage you need. And we look forward to our next session together. Thanks for listening today. The Financialverse podcast is brought to you by Better Wealth. Better Wealth's mission is to unlock intentional living by helping you better manage your money. To find out more, go to betterwealth.com. If you like what you've heard today, please rate us on your podcast service and forward today's program to your family and friends. We would really appreciate it. To learn more about the Financial Verse, please visit financialverse.com.